Ooh, that's good. What's up, guys? We have Julie's on here. Again. <laughs> we have Nirav Bakta. Woo! And to all you guys listening in on the podcast, welcome back to another episode of Lunch Break. Yeah, this is exciting because we have Nirav here, who is first time on our lunch break, <laughs> you know. Brand welcome. new guest. And Julie, her eighth time, something like that? Twelfth. Julie is a, um, a veteran of these. Yeah. I deserve a sticker. We'll get you a sticker. Okay. Well, we got you lunch. Thank you. Today, <laughs> today we're eating uh, Mediterranean mm. food. Yes. Switching um, it up. Yeah, but uh, I'm excited to talk about uh, some projects that we worked on. So in the spirit of uh, Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. Which is May. Yes, which is May. It's our favorite month. We, uh, we actually made two short films. And when I say we, uh, Julie and I co-directed one. And what? you're of. I co-directed one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess in context, it was part of a bigger program called HBO APA Visionaries. And it's an ongoing program where they really highlight APA voices and they make a competition out of it, but it's just a really great place to see original work and um, to discover new talent too and, and to connect with our community. And this was the third year that they've done it? Yeah, third right? year, yeah. And also wanted to mention um, Shelly, who's not here. She was also the second place winner. Um, she couldn't make it today, but you know, make sure to check out her film too. Yep. You guys and Shelly were the top three chosen for HBO. Yeah. So we made a short called Zoetic, and um, what is it about, really quick? It is a coming-of-age story, but about a 60-year-old Chinese immigrant mom. So we don't get to see coming-of-age mm -hmm. stories like that. Uh, and she is coerced into trying online dating for the first time by her daughter. And through the experience, um, the mom really starts learning to live life on, like for herself and mm -hmm. exploring what it is that she wants independent of her family. And the mother and daughter end up bonding in a way that we don't get to see often within Asian communities. And what's Halva about? So Halva revolves around an older Indian immigrant woman who decides to rekindle her relationship with her childhood companion through Facebook messages. Um, yeah, again, it's like we never really dive into these stories that revolve around people that are over 50. Mm -hmm. um, even like for our generation of Asian Americans in America, we tend to uh, see like the parental figures as two dimensional. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm really happy that like at least, all, actually all three of our films kind of break that stereotype and we go a little yeah. deeper into what our parents are. Yeah. Um, and what their actual experiences are because they've lived full lives. So the shorts this year, um, every year there's a prompt. And this year, what was it? like? Living in the digital modern age through the lens of an Asian American. Was there a digital in it, really? Uh-huh. Okay. There was, but I think it's now the modern Asian American experience. They took it out slowly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> slowly. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had known about in the contest, um, but Julie was actually the one that approached me. Um, with a story and then together we wrote a script and then we co-directed which was a new experience for us Yeah, because Our Julie has been on a lot of Wong Fu productions very very long time You're in a lot because you're good because we like you. Oh my gosh for And the cut great performance <laughs> Great acting. I paid That's him to say that. my best performance. Yeah, um, but it was really cool being able to direct with you and even learn how to direct with your acting perspective mm -hmm. Um, oh, interesting. And this was my first time really co-directing and it, I learned so much from you and you and like the <laughs> entire Wong Fu yes. crew that we poached. It's like you can <laughs> learn every day. I didn't get to hear too much yeah. of, of your story, Nirav, of how like 
you got into the whole mix of you know HBO. Like I, I saw a little bit at the screening, but yeah. just want to talk about how like you found the contest and and made the jump to do it. Well, I think number one, it's like it's not really a competition per se. Mm. You know what I mean? Because yeah, 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 yeah. It's we're not all a not a competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the first it's place winner. It's, fine. <laughs> it's, it's easy when you're at top. <laughs> it's serious though. It's like you know. The whole point of this is that we're trying to share our voices, mm-hmm. and if all of us are collectively telling our stories, who's to say what's better than the other? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> I would say everyone that submitted or even shot something for the contest is yeah. a winner because it really takes a lot of courage and, and energy just to get to that level. You know? Yeah. And we saw people's that didn't get you know to the finalist spot, and it's like I'm just happy they made something. And, yeah. And there they were got a to, lot of good films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, like, uh, in between, one of the shorts on our channel was was actually made in the context of Visionaries too. Whoa. Yeah. I didn't know that. So it's actually just, shout out to Taylor and Mike. Yeah. It's just nice to have a call to action sometimes to get people yeah. excited to do mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's actually interesting. Your guys' story is similar, like kind of swapped, right? I know. So talk about. I know. Oh, yeah. We've been just twinning this whole time. <laughs> so Halva revolves around an older Indian immigrant woman who decides to rekindle her relationship with her childhood companion through Facebook messages. So I mean, in Zoetic, you know, your mother figure is, mm-hmm. or your mom in the movie, um, is trying to date again so they're both stories about like older women yeah like leading older women yeah our fans know julie she's a familiar face but um you weren't originally a filmmaker right no just to introduce yourself to like our audience could you tell us like how how that started yeah so i uh started off as an actor Mm -hmm. um i've always been really shy i don't know how i got to this point (laughs) but yeah, so I started off as an actor and then I moved out here and I quickly realized that everything was just like two-dimensional, stereotyped. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, my intelligence isn't being used. And mm-hmm. as a storyteller, I just felt like it wasn't coming from a place of truth. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I started venturing into like storytelling. Like what is storytelling? Mm-hmm. So I would I would do like random things. So I... I jumped into Indian classical dancing. Hmm. What? <laughs> cool. I'm not that graceful. I will wow. run into things and fall. But yeah, so like that's like an. I was like, okay, do I learn Shakespeare or do I learn Indian classical dance? Mm. Indian classical dance goes all the way back to like ancient times, and it's mm. like it's all storytelling. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll do that to kind of add something to mm-hmm. this craft. And then uh, I met my co-director Gayatri Bajpai and she cast me in her film. And since then, we collaborate on a docu-short. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did this. This was my first like narrative thing mm-hmm. that I wrote and co-directed, yeah. That's awesome. First time, first place? Yeah! <laughs> it's funny, because that even mirrors like our relationship. Like a dancer, mm-hmm. actor, God. that I cast. Oh my god. Right. right. That is like That's very crazy. synonymous. Yeah. And then through working with you just as an actor, now mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. co-directors. But that's like, tell yeah. us if it was the same with you guys. That was what was really cool about our co-directing relationship was, um, I think we both brought something a little bit different oh, yeah. from our experiences, because Wes is obviously yeah. a pro filmmaker. Um, <laughs> 
And, uh, you know, I was always, like, only thinking about yeah. the character, yeah. like, um, their history and, you know, their relationships with yeah. each other. So was that kind of how you guys co-directed? Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, as from an actor's perspective, like, we know performance, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, like, yeah, that element came through. The cool thing with Guy 3 and I, we both kind of speak the same language creatively. Um, and it's so rare to find, like, a collaborator like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so before we get into the whole production side of things, because these were made very quickly mm -hmm. uh, for, for this for this contest. Um, why did you guys choose to tell these stories? I mean, I know our reason. Julie says it <laughs> in a great way. Um, but out of all stories, you know, why this one? Representation. You know, I think with our lead actress, we had a conversation with her. Um, she was always playing the Indian mother that's arranging someone's marriage. Mm -hmm. And again, like, if within the Asian community we're not giving these people full dimensional characters, what do you, like, Hollywood is not gonna do that for them. Mm -hmm. So we originally came from that, and we were like, okay, let's make something together uh, where you can be a full three-dimensional human being. Mm -hmm. um, and some of the experiences did root from a real place. I, I, I think um, it's sad that Hollywood is like, they'll just choose one thing of a culture, right? Yeah. And say, oh, well, we know that they do arranged marriages, so we're yeah. going to talk about that. Yeah. And, and they have that for, like, every culture. It's like, oh, well, they do that one thing, and then that's the only thing we ever see. Yeah, that's all they see. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like us saying, no, that's not nearly enough. And even for us as a community, you know, we haven't even yeah. touched all the stories yet. Mm -hmm. So if anyone's going to do it first, though, it should be us. It should be us. And, and you really did that. I like how um, you always describe the film as quiet. And yeah, I think it's it is a great quiet film that says so much. Like this, it's very layered, mm. and in the parts with no dialogue, you actually see a lot of meaning. Yeah, and I, I really like that. That speaks to my own style too. Yeah, um, but even just the the topics that you talk about, there's a lot packed in there. Yeah, um, and and you feel everything. So well, I always say like within like our own immigrant experiences. There's longing in our silence. There's pain in our silence. There's joy in our silence. Mm -hmm. um, even in Zoetic, you guys had a really beautiful moment when you asked your mother if she's ever been in love. And then like you, you jump to this close-up of her eyes and it's like, like you can read the world in her eyes and it's the most beautiful shot. It's like the first time she's ever been asked that. You know? like, yeah. and, and like half not knowing how to respond, yeah. but also half sad to realize it for the first time that yeah in 60 years yeah yeah and uh shout out to uh don ying yuan yeah our actress and same with shelly's film too yeah it's also a quiet film mm -hmm. in that there are a lot of moments where she wasn't afraid to just let the characters be yeah. and we're kind of this fly on the wall because yeah. i think a lot of immigrant parents don't use words. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing is in the words, it's all yeah. in the actions. And I think all yeah. of the films really captured that really yeah. well. So why why make Zoetic? Like you came, you emailed me <laughs> and you're like, hey, I, I, I have this idea, you wanna do it? And I'm like, yeah. But why that one? Personally, because it was such an intimately close story to me and my life. Mm -hmm. and um, And that's what's interesting is when we create from a place of authenticity and from like a very personal, unique place, it ends up being a very universal story. Yeah. So when I approached Wes about, um, you know, I actually helped my real mom uh, try online dating last mm -hmm. year, which was a, a really beautiful, awkward experience um, <laughs> just to even 
utter those words to her yeah. and for yeah. her to agree to it um, was incredible. And so that was sort of what inspired the topic. Um, and it was timely yeah. with the HBO theme. Um, but when I told Wes about it, he saw his mom in it and his relationship with his Asian parents. And it, we just realized this isn't my story or even Wes's story. It's everyone's story. So yeah. it needed to be told. You know, when, when you come from an authentic place, it's what makes us human, and mm. that's why everyone kind of connects with it. Even if yeah. you're not Asian, you mm. still connect with these stories. Yeah. So that's why it's important if you're a filmmaker, you gotta come from that truth. Yeah. Um, that's what makes it universal, like you said. Yeah. There's like, there's an irony there that's so interesting. Um, the fact that people think that if I'm too specific about me, yeah. no one's gonna get it, right? Yeah. yeah. But when you're really you, you're the most you. Yeah. And, and Everyone can connect to that. Yeah. There's, it's ironic about that, and also like the other thing you were saying about how older older generation like their stories aren't heard as much. Mm -hmm. Yet they've the, they've lived the longest. They, so they yeah. have like, the most stories, yeah. and they have the most interesting lives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our, I mean, something at Wang Fu that I know even Phil is really interested in is like um, the lives that our parents lived before we existed. Yeah, and even now, like seeing them as people. Versus just our parents, yeah, because they're so good at that. Yeah, you know? they're really good at that. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes too good, and we we need to remind them that you know they are people too, and what they want is important. And that's kind of another thing in Zoetic that I really connected to. That I w really want like my parents to know that what they want matters, and yeah. you know, they're getting older, we're getting older. So, but at some point it shifts, right? Where we mm -hmm. where the where the caretakers. Something cool about all three of our films in Zoetic, Moonwalk with Me, and Halva is in real life, like our parents work so hard to like make a shield so they don't see what's actually happening to them. Mm. Um, and in our films, we kind of break that mm. wall. Mm. So we get in there. The wall. Oh, it's like, what's going on in your brain? <laughs> so everyone watching and listening, go get uncomfortable with your parents. Just yeah. like, Break those shields down. Yeah. It's now or never. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And and the most beautiful thing is you will learn like how badass your parents are and what they've been through to survive in this country or to even like give you the opportunities you have today. And if anything, you will learn why they are the way they are. Yeah. And you'll know why they get upset at you for certain things, why certain things they don't want to talk about. And um, that helps everyone, I think, when you can know where the stuff comes from. Yeah. Oh, that actually reminds me, I think I said this um, at the Empower conference, how I didn't realize until very recently um, why my mom always stays at home. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, every time I try to get her to go out, like go on a hike, go to the beach, whatever. She's like, no, 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 I'll stay home. And I have an adventurous spirit and it really makes me sad that she doesn't go out to see the world the way that I do. Mm. Um, and actually Chad helped me realize it's because I see adventure uh, and exploration as a luxury, but my mom sees safety as a luxury. And that's sort of um. the difference in our generations. And wow. my mom's generation didn't have that it, we, we weren't just born into safety she yeah. had to fight for it and survive for it so now that she has the choice she just wants to stay home yeah <laughs> and so it's little things like that yeah. that we really start understanding about our parents and we realize why they are the way they are yeah yeah i think that's a, a really beautiful thing that happens to us as artists because we work so much with empathy um that's really shifted it for me 
I don't know if I, maybe if I wasn't in the arts, I wouldn't be as in tune with it. Um, but being a creative person, I think really just jumps you in there and makes you really understand where people are coming from. There's always, I always come across Asian Americans who had issues with their parents letting them go into the creative fields. Yeah, it's something we talk about quite a bit. Oh, you do? Um, <laughs> I mean, just because it's so common. Well, I, I always have the same story of like, I was the third uh, child, so I was the youngest. So I was able to kind of utilize my older brothers as kind of a distraction <laughs> for all the stuff that I wanted to do. So Puppet I just kind of, you know, <laughs> yeah, going to film school, whatever. It's yeah. like, I mean, it helps that you're like one of the most dedicated and like hardworking yeah. people too. <laughs> I think a lot of it is just like, um, you know, your parents, they just want the best for you. Yeah. And, and it, you know, we, we say this all the time, but I think the biggest thing was, you know, me being responsible and proving it to yeah. not only myself, but, you know, them and that, like, if I was going to do this, I was going to put 100% into it. Yeah. And I think it's actually, it's funny because this whole project kind of was like a full circle kind of thing. Because I actually know Julie from quite a long time ago, it's from true. before Wong Fu, before you, you were even in a Wong Fu short. Yeah. So I knew Julie back when she was working on Uploaded, the documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. A big thing was seeing you at that time and like really hustling and trying to make that project was like very eye-opening and, and seeing like, okay, this is kind of the industry and the lifestyle that, you know, I'm getting myself into. Yeah. And seeing that as an example and seeing you guys finish that film was just like, okay, you know, this is, this is how, we, how we do it. And, yeah. You know, we got to do it ourselves, you know? Yeah, I think we do have a, a sense of responsibility in this because we're coming off of the backs of our immigrant parents. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they didn't just bust their asses to come all the way to America mm -hmm. and go through what they went through to be here. So a lot of why they have conflicts with this is because they come from a place of survival. Mm -hmm. And even with us, like, okay, yeah, we now have this HBO APA platform. It's now our responsibility to kind of you know, put a hand back and say, hey, like, you guys can do this too. If we did it, y'all can mm -hmm. do it too. Mm -hmm. When we made this, it was in the timeline of the contest. Yeah. Um, but I told Julie this right away. I was like, first thing on my mind is to make it and just yeah. show it to people. Like, yeah. if, if we, I mean, we weren't really thinking about the contest that much. Yeah. We, we, it was such a surprise yeah. when we got an email and I was like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. it's actually happening. Yeah. We didn't expect it yeah. at all. But yeah. we treat every production um, the same way. We just want mm -hmm. it to be a, a way for people to know that they can you know, share their story. Um, and look, it took us two and a half days to do this total, to shoot it, you know, two and a half days. We hustled quick. Um, a lot of friends came in last minute um, because Shout they connected out. to the story so much yeah. and, and they saw, hey, this isn't something we see a lot of, you know. They wanted to be part of it. We also made it in like a short amount of time and we didn't even think we were going to make it to the deadline. Like we were at 11.50, we were like, oh, wow. Guy 3 was in Canada, I was in Texas and we were like talking over Facebook ironically and we we're like, come on, upload, upload, upload and something glitched and didn't go through. A very modern Asian American yeah. A very modern Asian American <laughs> experience. Um, but yeah, I think at that point, because I hadn't gone through a major loss in my life, we were like, you know what, we just, if we submit this, it's a win in itself. Mm. And also as actors, like, we always have these, like, diversity things or inclusion things. What's the point of that? The point is, like, we get in front of people, they see our faces, they understand who we are, what our voices are like. So I was like, it's probably the same thing with this competition. 
So it's like, what do we have to lose? Let's just put it in front of them. At least then the networks will um, see what a actual Asian Pacific American experience is like. So again, the stories are greater than us. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we didn't expect this to happen. And I'm so thankful that I met like people you guys. Yeah. Like, you guys <laughs> no, and, and that's what's beautiful. Yeah. Like we were all saying this HBO Visionaries program <laughs> is not yeah. a competition yeah. because everyone uh, of the finalists are like truly amazing people and it's yeah. been incredibly collaborative. Nirav texts us every other day yeah. to be like, I miss you. <laughs> like, hey, how'd you do this? Yeah. And, like, it, there yeah. has been nothing but friendship and yeah. teamwork in this experience. Yeah. I, I have a question. I don't know if you guys have been asked this yet, but hopefully HBO will do this contest again next year. And I'm sure like a lot of you know, young creators are thinking about entering. Do you guys have any advice or tips or warnings for the, the upcoming class of HBO cr creators? Yeah, um, I think uh, you have to be smart about it. This is HBO, so I think where a lot of people go wrong um, is they don't follow the tone of HBO mm. in some mm. ways. Mm. So uh, follow the tone of HBO because your so movie- So Starbucks cups, dragons. Yeah. <laughs> dragons. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you have to think about it. In, in yeah. reality, our films are on HBO. It's crazy. Next yeah. to Game of Thrones, yeah. I literally yeah. can't. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, so like whatever you create and it will eventually be on HBO. So you have to think in terms of like, how am I gonna fit into that family? Um, and with that, you gotta be honest, you gotta be authentic. Mm -hmm. um, that's the only way our stories worked and, and have been given this platform now. It's because we were true to what we knew. I think uh, you said something once on a panel um, where you said, don't be shy to show your own culture or what you said like- Yeah, cause a, a lot of people, um, I've, you know what, this is crazy. I've been running into this a lot in terms of um, immigrants, Indian immigrants who came here in like the 60s or 70s. Mm -hmm. um, they keep wanting me to uh, make the film watered down so it, it, I can explain it to a Western audience. Mm -hmm. And I was like, at first I was like, but I was like, okay, hold on, hold on. Empathy, where are they coming <laughs> from? Right, right. And, when they migrated here, they faced a lot of racism. Mm. Mm -hmm. So yeah. they intentionally, they tried to assimilate to the culture mm. here. Um, and that's why they want right. a product like that. And I was like, whoa, like we can't, I, I heard this at another panel. Um, somebody said that we're responsible for our own erasure. And I was like, we can't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. we, we don't need to water down our cultural experiences or who we are to over explain to people. Uh, like you said, like mm -hmm. just being ourselves, our true selves is universal in itself. And yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. There's also like, that's kind of like a studio mentality, right? When people yeah. are like, you need to like kind of make, make this fit for another audience. Yeah. Um, but for a program like this, yeah. which is celebrating APA voices, mm -hmm. it's the time, it's like the best time to be Totally authentic. Not that you shouldn't any other time. But yeah. This is what they want to see, you know? Yeah. Like, um, that's why I love both of our films. Um, and even Shelley's too, uh, you know, it has our mother tongues in it. Like, our, yeah. our original language is in there. Like, that, I connected with the Cantonese mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. 
Um, and so many people came up to us after the screenings to say, oh my gosh, this is the first Cantonese film I've seen. And yeah. so there's a lot of excitement yeah. about wow. our mother tongue. Yeah, so and mixed in with English too. So it really is Asian American in every sense. This is the platform. Like HBO is giving us this opportunity to really tell our authentic stories. And um, I always like to say how, you know, even 10 years ago, we were dealing with Asian stereotypes mm -hmm. all over television and film. Um, and it was really within the last 10 or 15 years that we started seeing better roles. And now we're in this phase where there's colorblind casting and uh, we see, you know, the hipster Asian best friend, uh, the mm -hmm. funny comedic relief Asian, um, yeah. you know, even Sandra Oh in Grey's Anatomy, like yeah. just happened to be Asian, but she was a doctor. Um, so that's fantastic. It's and like I think- step up. We're moving in the right direction, right? Like, put a so what's step. next? Though? So I would say the next step is kind of what we're trying to do right now, and what yeah. HBO is trying to do, which is integration. It's reintegrating the cultural aspects of who we are, our heritage, mm -hmm. our family, our background, back into these mm -hmm. fully fleshed out colorblind casting roles where. Um, we actually have a life, it's dynamic and it's um, intricate, but we aren't afraid to talk about our culture yeah. again yeah. and what our experiences are. Yeah. So I would encourage you guys um, who want to submit next year to think from that perspective. Mm. Don't make it colorblind. Mm. Put yeah. your culture back into it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great that Hollywood has opened up roles, but now we want to see that, oh, those roles, those people that you cast that are of color, you know, or minorities, they have their own story too that is worth mm -hmm. talking about. Yeah. I, mean, I think yeah, I think it's also very important to note too is don't use a competition to determine whether or not you make something too. Like yes. HBO is a great right, right. is a great program to do this, but like if you got the time, you know, write a script, get your friends together and make something. That was going to yeah. be my advice too. Yeah. Like uh, May is great, you know, it's a great reminder and um, of everything that we have and that we still have to work for. Um, but, you know, this this will live on past May and, and this contest and Visionaries and HBO. Yeah. Like, what you make um, is just one piece and that, that can come at any time, but your journey to becoming like a creator and, and telling the story that means something to you is something that you'll do your whole life. So just get started now, you know. Yeah. Just to piggyback on what you were saying in terms of representation in the past few years, uh, we didn't have that like 10 years ago. So, um, Post 9-11, I distanced myself from being Indian because oh. I, was, I was being targeted or bullied at school or whatever, even by my teachers at that point. So I, I would just tell people that I'm Panamanian because I was born in Panama and I'm ashamed that I did that. But it didn't, it, what I understand now is that we have more representation in the media. You know, we have more Asian Americans on TV that are just cool, badass people. And that really, I think, somehow culturally shifts and changes that. So yeah, I think um, it's now our responsibility, even if you're watching this, it's your responsibility to make sure you give that back to the next generation so they're proud of who they are. This has been a pretty heavy episode. <laughs> I think maybe we can try to end it on, on like, I'm, I'm curious, are there like funny stories from set? <laughs> you know? Oh, I mean, uh, it was great to actually have your grandparents 
Oh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. So cute. Actually used uh, Julie's grandparents and her real mom's house mm-hmm. that we shot at. A lot of it was like real stuff. Yeah. Which was also why it was so funny. So <laughs> for lunch, we're like, uh, the scene, it's, it's a lunch scene where Julie comes home on a weekend uh, to have lunch with her family, her mom and her uh, two grandparents. And it's a, this is a very typical, you know, I'd say family scene in general, but at least Chinese culture, like, you know, you kind of drop everything to have dinner or a meal with the family and you catch up on life. And, um, and as soon as you step in the, into the door, you're a kid again. Like, it doesn't matter how old you are. That's true. You know, yeah. As soon as you go into the house of your parents, like where they li- live, you know, you're going to be treated like a kid. <laughs> and um, Even if you have your own kids too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but because we used Julie's actual grandparents, who are were 90 and some? And 92, yeah. Yeah. Well, first, like, we had to use them because we mm-hmm. couldn't find anyone else like that. <laughs> yeah. But we had to figure out how to do it. So we actually used the actual house, and we just needed them to sit. Um, but we made two meals, like a real meal for them to eat, and then a, a, me- a prop meal mm-hmm. um, for the camera. they were actually coming home for actual yes. lunch. Yes. yes. On, a produ- on a production note, we <laughs> scheduled the day. <laughs> around their actual lunch time. So mm-hmm. they had a real oh lunch God. as well. And kudos to Benson. I don't know how he made all the scheduling yeah. work. That's but amazing. Yeah, so they were very confused. So it was, yeah, it was just really funny, like saying, oh, no, that one's not, no, don't eat that one. But okay, you can eat this one. Oh, when she says this to you, she's not actually saying that to you. Because <laughs> my mom was saying, um, uh, wash your hands, put your dentures in, because yeah. that's the typical like stuff she says before lunchtime. So he was doing that. But then Ying, our actress playing, my mom was saying things from the script that was wash your hands put your dentures in and my grandpa was like nodding and he was like gonna yeah. get up to go do that. they're great I, I would be so confused and just fed up if i was yeah. <laughs> and my grandma was super into it i think she would have been like uh, an actress like growing up if she had a chance she was in great. another lifetime man my grandma mm-hmm. like she hit her marks yeah. mm-hmm. she knew like what line to come in on yeah. <laughs> she was like super energetic and then telling my grandpa like no don't eat that said not to eat it yet we got down to the last shrimp right yeah. <laughs> my grandpa ate all the prop shrimp that were it yeah, wasn't yeah. even heated it was <laughs> cold. it'd be funny if like he actually knew the whole time yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's it's fun. To, like old people play dumb so they can get away with stuff, but they're way smarter than we yeah. think. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching and listening. A reminder to check out uh, Halva and Moonwalk with Me, which is Shelley's film and our film Zoetic. Make sure to check them out on HBO and uh, tell us what you think. And thank you again to Nurav and Julie for joining us on lunch break today. And thank you to everybody on the podcast for listening in. And also. You know, make sure to check out wongfustore.com. We've got a bunch of new stuff. Yeah, coming. Shout out to all the care holders. Thanks for uh, helping us out all the time. And we'll see you next Thursday on another lunch break. Bye. Bye. Bye.